listening to the podcast Advertising Playbook, your resource to better understand and execute successful podcast ad campaigns. Hello and welcome to the podcast Advertising Playbook. I'm your host, Heather Osgood. And today we have a very special guest on the program. As you may know from listening to the podcast, we have been working to try and grow True Native Media. It has been an absolute blast for me. So today we have Brittany Bernardo. She is the Senior Director of Podcast Revenue Sales Strategy at True Native Media. So really excited. She's just recently joined our team and I wanted to bring her on the show so that she could share all of her wisdom with all of you about podcast advertising. Brittany, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm, I'm happy to be here. So one of the things that really attracted me to you when we were talking about bringing you on board was the experience that you have had in the industry. Not everyone is able to say that they have podcast advertising experience, and that is something that you have quite a lot of. So I would love just to hear a little bit about your background. So I've been in podcasts since before people really knew what they were. I was working at a, a media company in Charlotte, North Carolina, and I had a client that was really into it. And um, that's really when I fell in love with podcasts and saw the power that it has for clients. And so, you know, I worked at How Stuff Works uh, and Stuff Media. They produce stuff you should know. We were acquired by iHeart about four years ago. And so at iHeart, my team built up the podcast program, helping introduce the medium to holding companies, agencies, brands, and everywhere in between. Um, we also, you know, of course, doubled revenue year over year a few times, which is fun. And so now I'm loving being at True Native Media as part of the leadership team. That's awesome. Well, I, I think that in the industry, it is always so much fun to see those those numbers that double year over year for sure. and. Um, you know, definitely excited to have you on board. And just to kind of get into the conversation a bit here, one of the things that we like to talk about on the show, of course, is podcast advertising strategies. I know you've got a lot of experience with that. So just really curious if we've got a new brand that is entering the space, what are some of those cornerstone strategies that you would recommend that they look at for podcast advertising? So even to zoom out a little bit, you know, just like social, digital, and SEO, podcast advertising should be part of every brand's media strategy, right? It's just exciting to see that um, be more and more common, and it should be, right? There's a few ways to kind of think about it. Um, for example, I worked with a streaming company who wanted to increase, you know, subscriptions and promote an upcoming original series in the history genre. We used a three-pronged strategy. So... There's broad and always on, right? We crafted, you know, generic brand spots that promoted streaming service subscriptions. We ran that message broadly across multiple podcast genres, since podcast listeners tend to be more likely to subscribe to a, a streaming service, right? We also mentioned well-known shows that that streaming service had that the podcast listeners might be interested in. So that's one strategy, right? Broad and always on. The other one is niche. So we partnered with a beloved history podcast and the host of bonus episode related to the time period when um, the series was taking place, right? So that, that's kind of a niche strategy. The third one was in that history podcast and other history podcasts um, and other education curiosity type podcasts. We ran host read as leading up to the series release. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And so with, with, with 
using that as an example, you know, we were able to exceed the client's expectations. We signed up tons of new subscribers, drove lots of people to watch the new series in the week it launched. We were able to gather that data on because of the attribution um, that we're now able to do in podcasts, which has been really cool to see. You know, we've always known that the power of podcasts can can do, but, you know, some of the attribution services now really are upping that game. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I'm curious with those three different strategies, I love that there are different tactics that you can take. And I really appreciate that you're bringing that up because we don't focus on that very often. I don't think when we're talking about advertising just in general, I think so often it feels very transactional and very much like, hey, I'm going to give you X number of dollars. I'm going to get X number of spots in return or X number of impressions in turns for this investment. And really taking a different approach to each, uh, I suppose, goal is going to really result in, in something entirely different. I'm curious with those three different strategies that you outlined, would you want to use them all in conjunction with one another or are they better as standalone or can you do them as standalone? What's your recommendation there? Yeah, I'm glad that you asked because that's really important. No matter what you're doing, like you have to have a clear goal, right? Um, So whether it's brand related or direct response related, you know, some of those strategies might work better in this particular instance. There was a couple of different goals. So mm-hmm. it really just kind of depends on the client's goals. You can use them all together or you can use them separately depending on, you know, what uh, KPI you're trying to reach. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that makes total sense that really ultimately it's always about starting with what your goals are and then working backward. And as you mentioned, all three of those strategies can address different goals, but they can also address the same goals too and just be tracked differently. So I think ultimately it does come down to just really the tactics that you're taking. Um, Now, I know that there are some general rules to follow when it comes to podcast advertising. And I'm curious if you've seen those rules play out over and over again, and if you can share with us what some of those might be. Absolutely. You know, we've seen campaigns that work really well and that haven't, but there are general um, guidelines that are pretty standard across the industry, right? So one thing that we've seen, you know, if, if you're not utilizing host red ads, and this is a little bit of a passion point for me, an ad should be created specifically for podcast listeners. Let me just say this, an ad spot used for streaming music, talk news, or radio should not be repurposed into a podcast ad. If you're listening yeah. to this, you're sitting there listening to your favorite podcast, and then somebody comes screaming in your, in your headphones at you about who knows what, that is just um, detrimental to both the advertiser and the podcast. Think about the podcast listener's state of mind when crafting that generic ad spot. You know, it's typically a person listening alone, right? Based on research, we know that most people listen to podcasts alone. They're listening in their headphones or in their car. It's a very intimate listening experience, Mm -hmm. uh, you know? And so just keep it chill. Don't shout at the listener. uh, Then if if you don't take anything else away from this, don't shout at the listener in your podcast ads. The other thing is three quarters of podcast listeners are listening to learn something new, right? Like keep that in mind. Teach the listener something new and incorporate it in your messaging, if you wish. I think, you know, for example, I was working with, uh, well, a, a colleague at the time. She's a friend now. Um, shout out to to my friend, Jen. But we were working on one of the first campaigns when House of Works was acquired. 
And we had a podcast and then we had this medical client. The podcast was like a curiosity type podcast. The medical client was new in the space and they wanted to, um, you know, put the messaging out that you could come to them for anything, no matter what it was, no matter how small it was. Right. So our messaging was, you know, very succinct to that. Right. We ran it pretty broadly over a lot of curiosity podcasts, but it still made sense. So basically what we did was one of the hosts said, oh, my eye's been twitching lately. And the other host said, oh, did you know that eye twitching comes from, you know, insert smart answer here. Um, and then the other host said, oh, we'll at insert client here. Um, you know, they offer an open environment to answer all, all of your medical questions. And it may seem silly, right? So if you're listening to a curiosity podcast, no matter if it's history, education, whatever it is, that's going to resonate, right? And it's going to feel really succinct to the content that you're listening to. So I say that just, you know, you don't have to get it so close every time, but just have that in mind, right? The other thing is if you're utilizing host read ads and the host is game, please let them do their thing. Um, you know, the hosts know how to speak to their audience and they know what resonates. Provide talking points and let the host take it from there. And of course, there are clients or advertisers that do provide a very specific script, which, you know, is fine. We understand that. When you do do that, it's important to make sure that the host knows how to pronounce things. Um, and so just be specific if you do have to send a script. Mm -hmm. We already talked about this a little bit, but just be conscious of the podcast environment where your ad is running. So if you're speaking to a business-oriented audience, please don't repurpose an ad from a sports podcast, <laughs> right? I think you can keep it general enough, right? But if you're talking about super specific things in your ad, that might not resonate from audience to audience and your ad won't be effective at the end of the day, right? And mm -hmm. that's what we're going for is we want people to to listen. And we'll talk about that a little bit. That's a good actually segue into the next point. Let's be real. Like most podcast listeners do have the ability to skip ads, but podcast listeners are very, very open to advertising. It's part of the medium. They enjoy it. You know, there's tons of studies out there that say that, but it's our job as marketers to make them want to stick around to hear the message, the advertising message, right? And to that same point, if you want or need a high frequency, for example, a lot of entertainment campaigns, they have to have a high frequency for tune in leading up to the release. Let's use multiple spots so the listener doesn't get burnt out. Create a couple different spots with the same call to action or whatever that is. Um, but to, you know, keep the listener interested. So, so you're continuing to be effective at that high frequency. The other thing to kind of just remember is don't disregard specific category of podcast because it doesn't match exactly with your brand. I think it's important to think about who is listening to the show. And it's not always about what the show is about. Now, I know that kind of contradicts a little bit about what I just said, but let, let me explain a little bit more. If you're trying to reach business decision makers, you don't have to only run ads on business podcasts. Business decision makers are people too. <laughs> and they have other interests, right? Uh, for example, educational podcasts are great places to, to mm -hmm. reach business decision makers. They tend to be naturally curious. Or if you're trying to reach people in fashion, look towards pop culture podcasts, right? I can kind of give you an example of that. So we had a mobile game company and they only want to run a specific type of podcast. And the true crime listeners actually match their demographic perfect. 
And so we came up with this idea and it's like, the world is stressful. Take a break from that, right? Take, take a step back, you know? And so it does kind of acknowledge that somebody is listening to that true crime podcast. Or I had another, for example, on a horror podcast, right? This could be fun. A skin product, right? Uh, you think this podcast is scary? What's really scary is the daily loss of skin cells that contributes to aging and blemishes as a result of dry skin. Um, product keeps your skin healthy and moisturized, right? Um, I don't, I have not used that. So feel free listeners to take that <laughs> idea. But no, I mean, you know, like I, I do think that's like important to acknowledge. There's only so many beauty podcasts, right? Or fashion podcasts. So I think about the listener, but just kind of reach them in, in that vein. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I had a guest say once that I really thought was so important is that if you are listening to a podcast, let's say you're listening to a health podcast, chances are if you're a super healthy person, you're probably already taking supplements, right? Like if you are listening to a fashion podcast, chances are you probably have a skincare regimen, right? Like you might not need that product that's being advertised. So I think in some ways, like reaching into those secondary or tertiary categories, when you still do have the right target market can be super smart. Uh, So I, I really do think that that's an important thing to think about. And it's not to say I don't believe that if you've got a health product that you shouldn't advertise on health shows. I mean, I do think that obviously there is a fit there, but just realizing that there is more out there. I, and I find it so ironic because you know, coming from the days of mass media to now where it's like we're in this very kind of niche media space, I think sometimes we get a little bit too myopic and we need to, you know, to pan out a bit and look at the opportunities because there are so many opportunities. And that sounds like that's what really you're saying there. Absolutely. Yeah. There's so many audiences listening to podcasts. There's so many genres like we said, they're really open to advertising messages. Mm-hmm. So, and, you know, also scale. If you can't get the scale in a specific category, like just look outside of it. Yeah, there's so many other opportunities. One of the things that really resonated with me as you were talking is all of this is about the audience, right? It's like, don't shout at your audience. Speak to your audience in, you know, words that they understand. Speak to them in relatable messages. Um, it's all about making sure that we're getting in front of that audience in a way that is very acceptable to the listener. And when we think about creating campaigns, that's the part that is just so important, right? Like the business advertising has this goal to get results and they're going to get a result if they connect with people that are interested in buying their products and services, but they're only going to get in front of that person if that person actually listens to their message. And I think about that a lot when I think about advertising. Um, You know, you have to actually consume that ad for it to be effective. And that's the case no matter where you're advertising, right? Like I have to say, certainly not a big, you know, sports fan, (laughs) but I did watch the Super Bowl because, you know, it's the Super Bowl. And my husband was like playing around on his phone. I was like, okay, you can play that loud video when they're they're playing the game, but during the commercials, I want to listen <laughs> to the commercials. So like, be quiet. Um, and it's just so fascinating to me to think about how many people during the Super Bowl are watching these ads and how impactful they can be. 
And they're impactful because people are paying attention to them, right? And so from an advertising perspective, we need to have the number one goal of being what kind of ad can I create that someone is actually going to pay attention to? Because the minute that they pay attention to it, if they're your target market, you have this opportunity to really make this conversion and to get that business. But you have to start there. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we, we, my wife and I kind of had the same, um, you know, situation when we were watching the Super Bowl is like, you know, we were preparing some food and I was like, okay, you can do it during the commercials, but I want to watch the commercials. But then there was like a couple of them that I was like, and like, oh, hell, because it just didn't catch my attention. And I think, yeah, that, that's, that's what we're all vying for is that attention. And podcasts are a huge, uh, we have that attention. We have that intimate listening experience. We have a huge opportunity to catch the audience, you know? Yeah. The audience can see themselves using their product and imagine it, you know? That's what you have to do is, like, get creative. That's some of the best ads. Think of some of the best ads that you see. Like, for example, can't remember which insurance company it is, but the ones that, the, the campaign that talks about being like your parents, right? That's hilarious. Oh, sure I have the love those ads. I think they're and, really, really yeah. funny. Like insurance companies have the funniest ads, right? And their product is, let's be real, boring, right? But they're thinking about their audience and who's listening. And so that's why they're so effective. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Well, and I, I think, too, that it is really important to remember that when we're talking about host read ads, that from an advertiser perspective, I always think about it from like a garbage in, garbage out, you know, way if if you're sending a host talking points that they cannot create a really solid ad read from, you're not going to get a good ad read. So it is important that if you're buying podcast ads, that you're working with an agency that can help you to really craft your message. Um, Obviously, we work with a lot of ad buying agencies and they send us talking points. And I would say most of the time those talking points are okay. I think a lot of times they can be a little too lengthy. But I will say with the direct relationships we have, it is not uncommon for us to get talking points where I'm like, oh, goodness, like we're going to have to just rework this because it's not really giving the host something that is workable. So it's really important to think about your product from the audience's perspective and think about your product from the host's perspective, right? Like what exactly is that uh, host going to say and are you giving them the ammunition to make an ad that is really interesting? And then, of course, are you making sure that you've got a really solid call to action in there? Does the listener know what they're supposed to do now that they heard your ad and where they're supposed to go? You know, I mean, those are some of the really important basics that will allow you as an advertiser to see the conversions that you need. Absolutely. And Heather, I think that's a great point, too, is like it's also our jobs, candidly, as, you know, stewards and educators of the medium, especially with those direct clients that might be new to podcasting that we're working with to help them understand, you know, what will resonate if they're not yes. familiar with the podcast, right? Like that, that's something that, you know, we can't just like say, okay, but we'll see what happens. That's our jobs as stewards. And I think that's one thing that True Native, you know, I've seen we do a, a really, really good job working with those, those guys. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's just so important that that is the linchpin, in my opinion, 
um, between a successful campaign and one that's not performing as well. So super, super important. Now, one of the things that I know you have dealt with, um, you know, certainly a fair amount in your career is dynamic ad insertion. We talk about dynamic insertion, I feel like almost every episode here on the podcast. And part of the reason we talk about it so much is just because it's so important. In my opinion, it really is uh, the ability to be able to scale and grow podcast advertising and you know, just the the medium in general to the level that it needs to be at. Without dynamic ad insertion, we really are so limited in our ability to grow. Uh, however, I know that, you know, those baked in embedded ads are are loved, right? They're loved by advertisers because of the very nature of what they are. So it's really important to me that as an industry, we continue the conversation about how to create really successful campaigns. And, and examine dynamic insertion as a piece of that. So I'm curious what your thoughts are about dynamic ad insertion and how we can really leverage that technology to create successful campaigns. Absolutely. When I um, started at, at How Stuff Works, it was right, you know, as we were rolling out dynamic, we were just switching over from baked into dynamic insertion. And this was, I don't know, five, six years ago. And it was a far conversation with advertisers because they were just, you know, stuck in the ways. But then once we realized, you know, okay, the flexibility of this is amazing, right? So my kind of way to think about it is like, don't be afraid of it. Use it to your benefit, right? As an advertiser. If you want to promote a specific product in the months surrounding the Super Bowl, you can do that, right? If you need your podcast campaign to align with the timing of your streaming campaign, you can do that. You want to have a, you know, always on campaign, but heavy up around key periods. Easy, right? Um, you know, I think another day, um, an ad with old messaging or a promo code doesn't live out there forever. We can all think, and I will uh, pull it out by name. But a certain brand on a certain podcast that was pronounced wrong, uh, and it was just there for until I guess the podcast company decided to do dynamic insertion and pulled all the old ads out. But that was it was there pronounced incorrectly for probably six years. Um, <laughs> so I mean, you know, that's like a marketer's nightmare. So I think that's the other thing, right? If something changes quickly, or you know. It's like, oh, we need to pull this ad and change the copy. Like you can do that. And I think it's just so much more flexibility, which is so important for us as marketers. And I think just to kind of circle back to that, it really does provide flexibility, um, you know, like brand safety too, the ability to swap out messaging um, and really choose the flight dates that that work best for your brand. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's really fascinating to me because I know a lot of the direct response agencies really love baked in, but it seems to me that as we move more in the direction of brand advertising, they really prefer dynamic ad insertion. And I think that, I think that distinction is interesting. Granted, their goals may be different, obviously, like a brand advertiser is going to be different than a direct response advertiser. But I do think that it's it's nice to see when some of the larger companies come into the space, they're like, oh, no, we'll only do dynamic ad insertion. We're not at all interested in embedded. And, and for right. probably many of those reasons that you just mentioned. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. 
So I'm curious, what kind of challenges do you see um, that are facing the podcast industry? So as we mentioned, you've been in the space, you kind of know what's going on, you know where we'd like to be. What are those challenges that that we've got here? Yeah, so I think one thing just to kind of keep in mind is the number of ads per episode. <laughs> That's why people stop listening to radio, <laughs> right? Is is all of the ads um, and you're changing stations and it's just all ads. But keep in mind that podcast listening is intentional and people can skip or stop listening to your podcast. They don't have to listen to it. Um, so I think that's just something to kind of keep in mind. But again, to our point earlier, um, impersonal ads are a big challenge facing the industry. So if we're, if we're making those ads personal, then, you know, that's not going to be such a challenge, right? Um, we could have more ads if they're relatable to what the listener wants to hear. The other thing I think is thinking about podcast ads as a commodity. Um, you know, podcast advertising is a deeply personal medium. You're not out by the pool streaming podcasts with your friends. Um, right. You're, You're not. Because that's what I, I do with my friends all the time, oh, Brittany. Man, oh, well, you don't have to invite me over because that sounds like a blast. <laughs> no, no, you're you're right, and I think it's really important for us to realize, like, podcast listening is a very individual thing. Even if you're with a group of people that all listen to podcasts, chances are they're all listening to a different show, right? Like, yeah, yeah, or on different speeds, or you know, <laughs> like, right? Yes, different <laughs> speeds. Yes, I listen yeah. at a quick speed. My husband listens. Not oh so fast, right? Yeah, I am not a speed person. You're not uh, a speed person? No, oh, I, I love no, it. No, I, no. I have a hard I, time listening at regular speed. I think it's because I grew up in the South. I'm used to people talking slow. That could be it. I do like to talk fast. But yes, but yeah, to your point, it's a very personal uh, experience. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's like, you know, I think that is one of the challenges is like, let's not ruin this deeply personal medium. We can scale it. Absolutely. But we can scale it on a basis that makes sense. Um, mm -hmm. Again, just think about if you do nothing else, like think about the environment that the listener is in. That's like yes. really, again, I've said that 30 times probably. Um, but think about the environment that the listener is in when they're listening. They're in their headphones, they're in their car, and usually it's by themselves. So, you know, don't be afraid to push their limits either, I think, you know. Yeah, yeah. I saw a post on LinkedIn the other day. I wish I could remember who posted it now, but they were talking about irritating the person that you're advertising to and that when you irritate the person you're advertising to, it's not actually working in your favor to annoy them. And it it does feel that way sometimes that marketers don't consider that. If you are just bugging the heck out of somebody, they're not like not going to say, oh, man, I really want to go buy this product because it's it's not it's not being presented in a way that's enticing. And all of that has to do with, you know, I think ad load, like you mentioned, is super important, right? If you're one of 10 ads, you're going to just become an annoyance because you're one mm -hmm. of too many ads that's in there. It has to do with that connection. Like, is this ad actually personalized? I think the other thing that just kills me about streaming and, and, and we can talk about streaming of all sorts, but the repetition of the same ads over and over again just is beyond me, right? I'm like, oh my gosh, if I see this ad one more time, 
I'm going to blacklist this product and never buy it again because I just am so irritated. So it's just so important as marketers that we really pay attention to how we're positioning the product. And to your point, as an industry, it is really important for us to be paying attention to these things because people started listening to podcasts because they were annoyed with the ad load in terrestrial radio. And people like embedded ads because they don't hear the same ad 20 times within an hour period. And so when we're talking about dynamic insertion, even, I think it's important for us to look at ad rotation. Are we rotating through the creative so that we're getting the right frequency number, but we're not having that listener hear the same ad over and over again? And that gets, of course, into technology and making sure we have the technology really to distribute the ads in the best way possible. But uh, but those are all, I think, really important challenges that are facing the industry. And I think if we want to really maintain the higher level of CPMs that we have, we have to make sure that we're preserving what makes podcasts special. And so what I hear you saying is all of those elements put together are what are going to allow the industry to really persevere. And if we don't address those, it could be detrimental. Absolutely. Um, and I think, you know, I know this podcast is the podcast advertising playbook, but for podcasters also, like that's important, you know, when you are going to a company to represent you or to sell your inventory, right? Um, you know, if that's something that you want to know or be able to understand and a question to ask, because if you don't, it changes your show, right? The way that the ads are placed as a podcaster could change your show. Yeah, for sure. So, We are recording this in February, and I know it'll release in February of 2023. And we're in this very strange, I would say, kind of uncertainty when it comes to the economy. I think it feels as though so many of us are really on the edges of our seats, just kind of looking around going, okay, what's going to (laughs) happen? Like, like, are we like headed for like a cliff or are we not, you know? Um, and it's it just feels like from an advertising perspective that there is a level of uncertainty across the board. Now, we know from downturns in the economy in the past and recessions that there are lots of businesses that can thrive when the economy isn't thriving. But I'm just curious from an advertiser's perspective, knowing that things are kind of uncertain, how can advertisers approach a campaign with a level of confidence? Well, I think going back to the point of dynamic insertion, it does allow us to be flexible. So if you need to change your messaging, that's one thing just to kind of keep in mind, right? Um, That's possible. Ideally, you don't want to change your messaging too much because then it's not going to be impactful and resonate. But um, that's something to think about, right? It is the flexibility of the podcast medium. And Um, you need to be able to be nimble in uncertain economic times, right? As a company... Perhaps you have a strategy in place, but something happens that causes you to need to change your strategy. Maybe a product that hadn't been selling all of a sudden now is selling and you're like, gosh, I need to promote this over what I had initially thought. So uh, it sounds like that's what you're saying really is that with dynamic insertion, we have this uh, ability to make changes more quickly to have potentially a bigger impact on, uh, on conversions. Absolutely. Yes, that's definitely one of the things that, you know, to to kind of keep in mind. The other thing, you know, I think um, 
zooming out a little bit, podcasts have lower CPMs than TV and video, right? Like Mm -hmm. use that to your advantage. I mean, you know, you have this budget, you can reach more people through podcasts. And then by the way, using audio and podcast ads really enable listeners to picture themselves versus seeing an image of someone using their product or service that might not match you know, themselves. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think that's just to kind of zoom out a little bit in terms of audio in general, that does allow you to do that. And again, you're allowing the potential customer to put themselves in the situation that you want them to be in, in their ears. Right. Mm -hmm. You're, you're talking to them directly and at a lower CPM. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Like, I mean, you know, I think that's really um, podcast listeners don't mind advertising messages. They're a very attractive demographic to reach. Um, you know, a lot of times they have the money to spend on products and service that might not be necessary or, you know, they're looking for quality. And so I think it's just kind of important for marketers to keep that in mind um, and advertisers to, to think about CPMs and be efficient with their marketing budgets um, in, in, you know, uncertain kind of economic times and, and podcasts can, can help do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think that you hit the nail on the head and that is something so important to look at. So as we're looking to predictions for the podcast space, I'm curious if you have any predictions about kind of where we're going to go or where we're going to grow as an industry. Well, I'm hoping to host the first podcast from Mars, <laughs> which that actually, like who knows, um, that could be possible. <laughs> um, no, uh, but I think, you know, podcasts will continue to be part of everyday life. Right. Um, but but I think they'll grow for me and probably for you. Like they're right now part of my everyday life and routine. And that's how I get my information and my entertainment. Um, but I think there's other ways that we will be using podcasts in the future that we're not using them right now. Educators, right? Educators do use podcasts in the classroom, but I think they'll continue and they'll think of new creative ways to use them to get um, you know, information to their students or people who might not be able to, frankly, um, have the access to higher education. Podcasts are a great way to learn. And then also, you know, who knows? I mean, you know, companies can use podcasts to educate new and current employees. I know we were talking earlier, right, like about a way to do something. And so I think, you know, that's another way, right, is is um, training. And then I think also, like, who knows, like from a really broad perspective, like maybe the president will utilize podcasts to regularly update us on the state of the nation. Who knows? Uh, you cool. know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think actually, like, now that I think about it, maybe they did that before TV. They use radio. So I guess I would guess. Uh, what is old guess. is new again. That's um, right. But even better because you can listen to it whenever you want. <laughs> and as many times as you want, um, you know, and, and it's intentional. And I think that's, you know, one reason I love the medium so much is, is it's intentional and you can choose content you'd like to, to listen to. Yeah, absolutely. I love the intentional nature of podcasting as well. I think it's one of my favorite aspects because the way I look at it in this day and age when we all have the ability to consume whatever we want, wherever we want, this really is a medium where people are specifically choosing to be here. They're choosing to listen to this specific show. And that just makes them more engaged, period, because that's where they want to be. I mean, I just stop listening to podcasts frequently, right? Like if I start listening to a show and I'm just not interested, 
um, I'll stop listening because it's just not information or entertaining to the level that I want. And so when I do listen to a show, I'm there because I want to be there and I want to consume it. And I think that that's super important for us to look at. So, yeah. Well, Brittany, thank you so much for being on the show today. It was great to um, get your perspective and your take on the industry and how to really create those successful campaigns. If folks listening want to connect with you, where is a good place for them to find you? Um, I'm on LinkedIn, of course, uh, Brittany Bernardo on LinkedIn. They can also email me, uh, Brittany at truenativemedia.com. I'm on Instagram, but I don't post much, <laughs> but feel free to follow me at Brittany Bernardo. Uh, yeah. So I'm looking forward. I would love to, he- to hear from you guys. Awesome. Well, thank you for being on the show, Brittany. Thank you, Heather. And thank you for listening. I hope that this episode has been educational and informative. Podcast advertising is such a fun way to get your message and your product out there. And if you would like to learn more about podcast advertising, please head on over to our site, truenativemedia.com to check out and download our podcast advertising guide. Thank you for listening and we'll catch you again next time. Thank you for listening to the Podcast Advertising Playbook, your source to a better understanding of the podcast advertising industry.